Welcome to WP Tonic, episode 42, where we're launching this episode on Memorial Weekend. So if you're picking it up today, I hope you're having a great one. We've got a couple days left in the holiday. And for those folks outside the United States, Memorial Day weekend is the weekend that we celebrate the sacrifice and remember those who served in our armed forces to protect our freedom. Well, today we have Marcus Couch on. I think you're going to enjoy it. Marcus has been around podcasting for a long time. He is a WordPress marvel. He's got the podcasting show WordPress A to Z. And again, Marcus, he's been doing this for a long time. He's one of the early folks to podcast in 2004. And I think you're going to like this show. It's going to be a real long one. I didn't break this up. We're going to have it all in one hour period. So enjoy. Have a great holiday. Marcus, welcome to the show with Jonathan. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Thanks. And Mark is in beautiful Laguna Beach, but he's really a Chicago transplant. We just found that out. And, and you're feeling better, but you should feel great in Laguna. Just go out in the ocean, get that air, that nice salt air. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's quite a refreshing change of pace when you can escape uh, the actual work that's involved. And a lot of us WordPress entrepreneurs sort of get right. that, that trapped feeling. So it's nice to be able to just walk outside and Smell right. that ocean air and ocean breeze. It's and that's so, why I like it here so much. So nice. And being a, and a programmer, you don't have to go get in the traffic too much downtown. That's a of, right. A lot of tra- PCH, right. a lot of traffic. And, but you can go look at the whales <laughs> and the dolphins. Well, John- and the tourists. And the tourists. Yes, lots of tourists. As, as they flock in, yes. Well, Jonathan, take it away. Oh, thank you so much, Marcus, for agreeing coming on the show. Um, you, I suppose you are the kind of public face in some ways, of WordPress, aren't you? I wouldn't really say that. Um, my involvement in WordPress has been for about 10 years. I'm, I'm more of a community enthusiast. I don't think I'm the voice really of anything or the face of anything. And as anybody who goes to any like WordCamp San Francisco or any other WordCamp knows, uh, it's more than just one person that makes anything. So um, I'm far from you know, elite or rock star or whatever you want to call it in the WordPress world. Uh, I'm just somebody who loves to contribute to the platform that that's brought me so much back. Yeah, you've been very gracious there, but you've contributed a lot. Um, I listen to both your podcasts and they're always entertaining. So, Marcus, what kind of led you into the WordPress community and um, how did you start really getting more involved in the community? Sure. Well, uh, we had mentioned previously that I am from Chicago. In fact, during um, like 1997 through, I'd say, 2006, 2007, I owned one of the largest independent music record labels in the Midwest. And one of the things that we had done originally is we had done kind of these compact disc um, compilation discs where I would interview people and that got pretty popular in the Midwest and different regions. And I wanted to find a way to take that to the internet. And that brought me into podcasting. And in fact, it brought me to the doorstep of the guy who created podcasting. And I had already had two years of content and uh, literally um, started a podcast with what I had already created and then did some live form stuff. And we were hand encoding our RSS feeds at the time. A lot of podcasters out there might not realize that, but uh, until WordPress came around, it it was really difficult to actually be a podcaster because you had to have that programming element. And so WordPress really bridged that gap. 
And I was a guy who was using like NetObjects Fusion to create websites. And, you know, I never ventured into Dreamweaver. I was always more into the corporate end stuff. So for me, WordPress, uh, I tried it. I went back and forth. Well, Joomla does feeds too. Maybe you should WordPress, you know, back and forth. And just talking to a couple peers and really getting to the first installations of WordPress, that's what brought it about. Now, understand that was 2004. So we're talking about WordPress was a year old at the time. And that's when the podcast was coined. That's right. Same year. So my evolution, I, I had done, I did that music show up until 2011 and used WordPress throughout uh, so for me, my morning didn't consist of browsing the daily news. It consisted of browsing the plugin repository in WordPress to see if that one thing that I wanted them to come out with had come out with, you know, as far as the new plugins go. So I became a, an avid window shopper and an avid tester of a lot of new plugins in the repository. So that's really what brought me into the community of WordPress was I was doing all of this stuff on the back end and doing all this podcasting. Yeah. Yet it had nothing. I, I wasn't podcasting about WordPress. I wasn't podcasting about technology at all. I was just merely talking about bands and uh, some of the independent music and playing the music and being the DJ. So um, I later on, as I ended that and I had the itch to kind of broadcast and podcast again, I wanted to do it on something that I absolutely loved, and I knew that that would be WordPress. So it, I wasn't sure if I wanted to do that on my own or with someone else. And one of the shows that I'd listened to was the WordPress plugins, A to Z show and John overall, who's uh, still my co-host there had a previous co-host. And this was, I think he was in show 40 at the time. And uh, that co-host had to leave. And he asked if anybody else out there wanted to be the co-host. So I was like, well, this is my shot. And so I joined the show, changed the intro, changed probably some of the formulation, and it took a few shows uh, for us to get our feel. But then uh, that's been it. So we've been a top three show in iTunes um, for at least the last two or three years together. Yeah, it's a, it's a great show. Um, it's a bit cliche, really, uh, Marcus, but I think one of the strengths of WordPress is its community. And I think your last um, interview on WordPress Weekly with Dan Griffiths um, kind of showed that it's quite, a, per, on a personal level, quite an amazing story in some ways, isn't it? Well, yeah, because WordPress is a platform that allows any of us with just a base skill level to find something within WordPress that we can use to make a living. Even if it's just design or graphic design for themes or modding themes or just someone who can take an existing, say, theme forest theme and and just modify it up for a company just a little bit that they can start with that $60 canvas and then move forward. You know, maybe it's only a $500 job. Maybe it's maybe a couple thousand. But... I know that that makes a difference in a lot of people's lives as far as extra work that they can get, um, even if they've already got a full-time day job, you know, something, something to get get them to that next step of, of evolution and on, online entrepreneurship. So um, I'm, I, you know, Dan's story is no different than anybody else. Uh, he just happened to be a veteran Marine that came back and then was just really trying to find something that he could kind of 
put put his hands on that that would get him a living, get him a full time living. And so, you know, thank God he found WordPress and, you know, thousands of other people around the country and around the world are doing the same thing. And also, I think Pippin, um, I've spoken to Pippin a couple of times. He strikes me as a really fair, decent guy um, that Mm -hmm. would give somebody a break. You know, obviously, they've got to do the work. But um, Pippin strikes me as the type of person that would give somebody a break um, and a decent guy. And he he kind of um, typifies the kind of quality of people in the WordPress community. Don't you think so? I would agree with that because with this open source kind of mentality that WordPress has, it certainly defines your character and what you're into and and the things that you experiment with. And it gives you that freedom of choice. So somebody that's really into WooCommerce, you know, you can learn WooCommerce for free. You can install WordPress and learn it for free. Uh, There's so many different niches that you could take up within WordPress itself. So many side businesses and, you know, there, there's so many opportunities and any time that you have a chance or anybody else has a chance to, you know, maybe bring somebody up that needs that, that work. Or if you find yourself, uh, you know, looking for um, help, you know, the community is here for you always. Yeah, um, you know, it can be overstated, but actually I, I think the, the quality of the community and the word camps and the ground up framework is one of the um, strengths of WordPress um, and continues to be a strength. Um, obviously, um, we had a, a bit of a conversation with um, Brian Clark and um, I'd like to get your input about... Um, systems like Rainmaker and obviously uh, we came to the conclusion after discussing things with Brian that he's looking to build up with his team a competitor to HubSpot and similar um, systems and utilize the power of, of the WordPress community. What what What's your feelings about what Brian's trying to do with Rainmaker and HubSpot yeah. analysis and how yeah. Well, what Brian's trying to do is what all of us will be doing as soon as the rest of the API is un- unveiled within WordPress, which is we'll be able to create infinite versions, infinite modules, infinite blocks. Um, so he's just a little ahead of the curve. It's really what it is. Once the full REST API comes around and we can start creating sort of identities and different dashboards for different things, then you'll start to see that there are things that you can build with WordPress that don't even look like WordPress anymore. Uh, You had mentioned my interview with Dan Griffiths on WordPress weekly. Dan is building a whole new replacement for Plesk and some of the things within cPanel. And he's doing that with WordPress. And that's pretty phenomenal that he can do that. So uh, what Brian's doing is what that's what Brian does. Brian's been doing that since copy blogger and, couple of other things he tries to just stay a little bit ahead of the curve um sometimes he wins sometimes he fails but at least he tries and and you got to hand it to him for that as far as this platform itself i know what it's built for it's built for that person that wants to use sort of a wordpress type interface without having to go through all the technical hurdles and challenges of wordpress and as wordpress experts we often forget how difficult wordpress really is and so yes 
it has validity as far as a platform goes. Absolutely. Yeah, I think that's a good point. Um, I think you've got to accept, you know, you push it, uh, you can push it so far, and then there's a quite a jump, learning jump, isn't there? And then you can push it some more if you wish, but you've got to be aware that there's going to be a, another quite large learning curve. And right. it, and there's a, yeah, I think you've got to know the fundamentals. I think not knowing anything is probably pragmatic if you're going to make um, a sizable living on your business from online activities. But also, you, I think you can, if unless you're going to become a professional developer or whatever, you can take it too far, can't you? Always. Um that's that's the problem is sometimes you're using the most basic complex uh, non-complex minimalist type of theme but it takes the longest to set up and that's that's a chore it really is i i've seen projects that i thought would take a day to turn around a theme forest theme and it ended up being two months because we couldn't get it to work this way or the guy wanted it just a, a few pixels away from what the demo was, but completely different in a modularized box somewhere. Um, a lot of complications can occur because of those things. And sometimes you just want it to work, right? Sometimes you just want it, okay, here's this. I want my template. I want my store. Here's my three products. Go. What, yeah. what could be simpler uh, than that? I'd like to go on to another subject, um, which um, hopefully you, you feel that is relevant. Um, Basically, mm-hmm. I, I think because um, of your background, you've got a lot of experience on online marketing and mm-hmm. the mecha- like Brian Clark, the mechanics of getting an audience because um, obviously the WordPress community is heavily dominated by developers, but the ability um, to structure a coherent plan of action around producing the audience and mm-hmm. um, to your product, to to you, to your brand, is quite a considerable task. And some people do it um, by accident, but normally it's just hard work and, and planning. Can you give some um, a framework of what you think people, if they're trying to build an online brand or trying to get traffic to their website, some of the things that they've got to be aware of in 2015 and some of the strategies that they might have to look at. I know it's a broad subject, um, (laughs) but maybe you can give some feedback. Well, choose your channels. If, If we're talking from a social perspective, as far as your online branding, um, find a space for everything. I use Twitter as kind of my my broadcast speaker, so to speak, to talk to everyone, you know, anonymously or not, whatever they want to reply back to me. Um, I, I keep Facebook uh, very personal. It's, in fact, um, I get a lot of people that listen to my podcast that find me on Facebook and try to add me, but I just, I decline them. I'm just, I keep that to immediate family and immediate friends and that's really it. I don't, I don't really venture outside of that. It's not even, I don't even do like high school friends or college friends or anybody like that, unless they are true friends, you know? So, um, um can I things, can ask, do you, do you have a yeah. page and a profile? On 
Facebook. Facebook. Facebook? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I do. I do have a, a just a base profile for myself. Yeah, but I do do uh, business things. Actually, I have pages and groups set up for different business things that I do. But it's typically not front facing as Marcus. You know, it's it's the business. Oh. Um, other than that, uh, LinkedIn is where I do a lot of business activities. I, I really do a lot of networking in LinkedIn. Uh, I, up until just about a month ago, had the lar- I just changed the name of it, but uh, it was called Affiliate Marketing Masters. I started it in 2007. It was uh, group number 200 of all groups within LinkedIn. And uh, now I have over 17,000 members and I just renamed it actually Digital Marketing Masters because I just wanted to cover a little bit more than affiliate marketing, uh, getting into a lot of retargeting and click to call and a lot of the different types of digital marketing that are out there now that are available beyond just affiliates. Um, Let's face it, it's not it's not the affiliates from 2007 that are doing this kind of marketing exclusively. This is every business owner on the planet now. Yeah, I'm bringing this up because um, I think the business climate, um, obviously, if you're involved in this community, it becomes kind of, um, you get very used to the language of online marketing mm-hmm. and WordPress. and But when you're speaking to people, I don't know if it's the same in, in your part of California, but when you're speaking to a certain level business owner who can be quite successful in Reno or in general, um, you're still surprised by... They're not familiar with the language and there's still a lot of confusion about how you get traffic to your website and how you convert them into action, which you want. Are you surprised by, um, or is it down, is it is it just, because I think you also touched this on WordPress Weekly, that just the volume of information that's available and the contradiction contradictory nature of that mass of information do you think that's what's partly still causing confusion it is and um, that's why a lot of people like what i do because i'm kind of a filter for a lot of different people whether that be wordpress news or new plugins that come out you know it's it's daunting it's a daunting thing, especially when like 75 plugins a day come out. How do you filter that? How do you keep up with that? Um, I'm a rare breed that loves to do that. I love to tear through that and see what's good, you know. But um, from a marketing perspective, as far as um, brick and mortar business owner and trying to get them to um, kind of understand, I guess, the lingo, it's a difficult challenge. It needs to be a little simpler. Um, there are, I mean, just things like cart abandonment. Okay. I had to have this conversation with someone just last week about cart abandonment. And I gave him a real example, which was, you know, you have 80% of the people that come through here abandon their cart. And he's like, well, what's okay? What's that mean? Well, that means this. If you have a store and I walk up to your store and I literally walk up to the checkout with a cart full of things and I'm just going to set them there and go, bye, and walk out. Would you chase me out the door? Would you want me to come back and buy, right? 
Uh, the answers are pretty superb that that's going to be yes. So when you break it down in terms like that, that's the one that, oh, well, we better work on the card abandonment rate. Yeah, we better. Now let's, here's what we can do to get those things done. And, and so you have to kind of put it in those terms. You have to turn a, a virtual scenario into a real world store scenario. And a lot of times that resonates. So that's one way to do it. But um, it is tough because there are so many things out there. You've even got things like Adobe Creative Cloud throwing these commercials out there and everything else that just are fabrication as far as realities yeah. go. Yes. So it's difficult, yeah. and that's why oftentimes you really need an expert to help you disseminate the truth from the fiction. Yeah, it's so true, Marcus. Um, I think um, – I think, would you agree with this statement? Um, I think there's a lot of people online when it comes to marketing that, that are looking for a, a silver bullet. They're looking like it, it. We had a discussion with John Luma, you know, um, Mr. Facebook, um, and I mentioned dark posts. You know, um, there's a lot of people talk about Facebook and dark posts, and he kind of winced and he, he explained it quite coherently what they are and what, um, and it isn't a silver bullet. But is everybody, do you agree there's a tendency on online marketing that everybody's looking for this kind of silver bullet? But the truth is, it's just a hard slog dealing with a number of things that could be affecting your results and you just have to deal with the biggest problems and basically you migrate downwards dealing and you... Yeah, I mean, if you wanted one silver magic bullet, I know what it is. Manage your time. Manage your time. And if you manage your time, you can do all of these things that you want to do as far as socially propagating all of your content around, um, keeping it in one central place, getting traffic to your site. If you blogged three times a day for three months on your website, I guarantee you, you'd, you'd be in the top five within your term. Oh, you would but say that. Be, you, you, yeah. Hey, that's sure. good. Uh, my wife, Absolutely. my wife's going to listen to that. I'm probably, I'll, put, I'll clip that and put it at the front of the show. <laughs> that's if good. You blog. I know that's true. Three times a day. Yeah. On on your subject, whatever your relevant subject is, yeah. and I mean blog. Yeah. I don't mean tweet tweet it with 140 characters. No. You got to write a thousand word post. If you're willing to be an author about this thing and literally write your book online about this particular subject with a clear call to action. You've got all the traffic you need. I, I'd be happy with just 300 words. My wife's a real estate broker, but we know it. We, we show her where her SEO is. Look, you just pop everywhere. Yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah. And, and here's how to know, know, by the way, if you're doing well, is type out that really nice blog post. Use a really unique title and a unique subject and, and things like that. And then go back the next day and search for just a couple keywords within your title and change the Google search so it searches within the last 24 hours and see if you pop up. If you pop up, then you're on Google's radar. Keep going. Just keep feeding that beast. Keep feeding the furnace. Very good. Yeah, um, in some ways I'm surprised not surpri- surprised is not the right word, and I'm trying to find the right word. It's still it's still interesting that you can still say that, you know, um, because a lot of people, um, you know, with Google changing their basis of SEO, there's been a lot of changes over the past two years. They they seem to be really quite aggressive about driving people for paid 
advertisement, which is not a surprise, is it? Um, but you still say with organic, with the right strategy, with um, with the commitment in a particular industry niche, you can still get a really fantastic result. If that's the way that you want to do it, sure. I mean, there's there's other paid routes, paid with landing pages, and you run Infusionsoft, and you run these crazy lead funnels and email cycles and stop outs and, you know, swipe files and things like that. Psh, you can do that all day long. Does that get expensive? Yes, very much so. Yeah. If you can't turn that into something that uh, can actually fill your bank account at the end of the day, um, those those spends for paid advertising go away very quickly. And then you're left with absolutely nothing because you don't have any organic rankings uh, to hang your hat on. Now, and also, no one shares a paid ad. Okay, no one's going to click on a paid ad and then share that landing page to their social media channels. I've said this long ago. And, and from an SEO perspective, anybody who's just racking their brains out there, who's trying to figure out SEO, let me tell you one simple, simple thing. No longer do people follow websites. People follow people. People follow social yeah. channels. People follow what they see in their newsfeed and in their social stream. And generally, it's with a, when it has a Twitter card or an actual image that goes along with the Facebook post that is intriguing and makes them want to click on it. And that means you can't just write the content. You've got to get the images prepared for the content on the back end for when it gets shared socially as well. And all of that stuff takes time. When you want to get con, you know, when you want to have content on a regular basis, three times a day or three times a week or three times a month, doesn't make a difference. You need to have an editorial calendar. You need to have a planned list of, okay, we're going to talk about this, then this, then this. And I need, Everything from the title to the subject to the sub paragraph to, you know, what I'm going to screenshot in there to what I'm going to use on my featured image to the three different images, image sizes for Facebook, Twitter and LinkedIn that I'm going to need when I go share that out. And I want people to come back here. That's the step that people forget about yeah. is is they will go and make the article and do great wonders as far as the graphics on that, but they won't make a pre-formatted graphic that fits in a Facebook post or a LinkedIn post that, that's native to their sizing that they want you to have. And if you take that extra step, that's going to be much more visually appealing from social network perspectives to get you that traffic. But if you mm -hmm. don't do that, then it's Twitter that does that or it just finds a little link or you're not you don't get enabled in photo searches or or things like that so it really makes the difference when you take that extra step when you plan ahead when you know if if, if you've got a month's worth of graphics that you need to do maybe one day you want to just sit down and veg and crank out some rock music and get in graphic mode and get the next three weeks worth of graphics out you know maybe you don't feel like writing today well, get that out. Get that done. Get that off the list. Any shortcuts you like to use graphics? I've, I've, I've got the cloud, of course, and AI. And, but any, any things for the uh, average person who doesn't have the cloud or Adobe Suites? Well, Canva. Uh, I, I like Canva. Canva's really nice uh, for what it does. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh, the fact that it's collaborative means that I can have outsourcers use that as well and get into my account and maybe just edit a couple of different graphics that I give them the permission to edit. That's really nice. Uh, 
Um, I, I also use Adobe Creative Cloud as well. So for me, that does the job. Um, I'm I'm not really into Photoshop that heavy. I like using Adobe Fireworks. That's kind of a nice down and dirty kind of web Photoshop app that uh, that works really well. well. I, think, uh, I think you're being a little bit. Um, it's quite powerful, isn't it? Really, I know it is. Photoshop um, because it does. You know, always I've always used Firework um, because it, it, it. I know because it mixes vector with pixel quite effectively. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. And I still use it quite regularly because um, I got this into this game as a kind of kind of Dreamweaver, Hobbyist kind of graphic. I've always had eye for graphics. And then I got into Word. Well, I got into expression. In, well, actually, my first paying gigs was a, a, as a subcontractor building flash sites. Uh, oh boy! <laughs> uh, yes, uh, but action scripting, and then I uh, got into Expression Engine, which it's got a strong following in the UK, but um, has a considerable small following in the US. But um, and then I got into WordPress, so it's kind of um, yeah, <laughs> that's my background. So um, I think so. That's that end. So. Obviously, you were at San Francisco WordCamp, and you yes. heard what Matt mm-hmm. Matt said in his. Yes, and he's a very gracious individual uh, with a, a strong individual style. Um, and he he came out with this statement that he wants fit like I think am I correct about this? He was looking almost at fifty percent of websites being run on WordPress. Do you really think that's achievable? Not with the mobile platform that we've got now. No. When no. the day that you can make WordPress as accessible as an Instagram post or a Facebook post or something like that, as far as ease of uh, ease of propagation, I guess you could say, where I can take a, a video and it becomes a specific post type and it's laid out a specific way and it could auto geotag if I wanted to or you know things like that. If you can get to that point. You've got it. If you never get to that point, you'll never get to that point. No, I totally agree with you. Some people kind of put me down when I said that, but I I think that is unachievable. And actually, in some ways, I'm not sure if that would be, for the long-term future of WordPress, that would be a good thing in some ways. What, What do you feel? I'm unbiased as far as you know, the, the vanities of what platform is dominant. And, um, I, I don't know if I want WordPress to be the dominant platform out there because it might lose its fight. You know, it might lose its tenacity or it's, it's spunk or it's spirit as far as the community goes. Um, I, I want it to always strive to be the next best thing out of the gate. And so, uh, what you know we're, we we just crossed what 20 some percent and suddenly now we're talking 50 so i think that's a bit maybe premature but um we are definitely growing i'll say that yeah um and i think the energy in the community you know i think it's you know are you still amazed at the kind of plugins that are made because you know your show one of your shows is heavily about are you still quite amazed by some of the plugins that you come across 
I am. And then there are some that are so simple and no one ever thinks of them. Right. Yes. I, like, I was going to yeah. ask you a question I'll at the end. Like, like, what are your top five plugins? Well, yeah. And, and I was gonna, what are your you, favorites? Like, the, the, the one plugin that's never been made and I tell everybody to make it and no one ever makes it. Which is, you know, when you go on vacation and you have that light timer where you turn things off and on at a specific time, there is nothing that allows you to turn something off and on at a specific time every day. There is no plugin that allows you either on the widget or within content itself to do that light timer like feature. And I wanted to do that once because I had a client that wanted to put online chat in a widget, but they only wanted it to appear when they were actually in the office. Like that time frame, you know, and um, I kind of worked my way around it, but it it still doesn't exist. I've told developers, why don't you make it? Nobody ever does. Yeah, time related. You know, I won't go into the ins and outs of the version of PHP you're using and the server, but time related things don't. uh, That's I've been dealing with that myself. Um, uh, it's a little bit more complicated but I see where you're coming from it is surprising Um, so one of the things that's been um, I know I'm darting from one thing to another but there's so much to discuss isn't there Matt one of the things that's been ongoing um, theme of our own podcast is we've had some great interviews of people that are kind of um, business owners in the WordPress area, you know, that have mm-hmm. developed plugins and have been getting sizable success. And I think it's one of the one of the um, um, bright areas of WordPress that um, individuals can really build successful businesses. Um, and there's the oxygen in the ecosystem to allow them to do that. Would you agree with that? Yes. In fact, I've interviewed some of the people over at Envato that a lot of theme and plugin developers uh, happen to sell their works over there. And there are multiple people that went from absolute nothing to becoming millionaires within six months because of their popular theme or popular plugins. And it's not unfounded. I mean, if you've got a great idea and it's something that no one's ever executed before except you, and you can come to market with a clear, cohesive message on function and, and you know, provide some support that goes along with it, you're definitely going to make a lot of money in this industry. Yeah, the, but obviously they can't be prescribed, but there's a lot of people that just don't do that well but i suppose that's the same in every area in every industry in every form of life isn't it when it when it's a reasonable balanced market there there's you can't put the um the key to success in a bottle and sell it can you because there's just too many variables isn't it you know um but yeah you've you've ultimately got to assess a need it's got to address some sort of need and something that can be scaled And I would say this, um, the biggest mistakes that people make with plugins is that they try and serve uh, too many features all at once before coming out with a minimum, minimally viable product. And 
Um, oftentimes, the best plugins out there are the ones that started out as free plugins, and then they created a pro version afterwards. And that's a great thing to do because then that helps them to understand the support cycle that's required in developing a plugin, as long as answering some of those preliminary questions as far as the development. And maybe this thing isn't going to work out as a is a paid plugin or a, a a business for me because of the fact that everybody that I talk to is having problems with X, Y, and Z, and we don't know how to fix that. Or, you know, it, it really will test the metal of not only a developer and and the executives within a company, but you know, um, also the people that are handling customer support. You've really got to make sure that you've got a good team on board. Um, on in the kind of pro. Um, pro plugin. What are some of the um, companies and crews that most impressed you? I'll tell you one that um, you know, Modern Tribe have always impressed me. Mm-hmm. Um, their crew and the plugin, and just the way they operate. Um, are they? You know, are there some? You know, I'm not talking about the actual plugin. I'm talking about the company behind and how they operate. Mm-hmm. Are there any people that really kind of stick out for you? Well, I'll kind of sidestep the direct mentions of anybody because I I do have to remain a little unbiased when it comes to favorability or reviews or things like that. Uh, There are a number of different contributors out there and people that make some great plugins. Um, You know, obviously uh, the big ones. I love I love Gravity Forms and all the add-ons that that can do. I'm really starting to appreciate Ninja Forms and some of the capabilities yes. that that has even. Um, things like book commerce and easy digital downloads are staples amongst some of the projects that I do. So those companies and all of the sub-add-ons they have with those plugins are great. And those are also great sub-markets for other people out there that can you know make add-ons that aren't reliant on creating an entire industry like you don't have to make the next WooCommerce. You can just make additions to WooCommerce and actually start selling those plugins. Yeah. So uh, those are the big ones that are out there um, that are really on my radar all the time. The ones that kind of could have a sub industry within themselves and, and have many different add ons that go along with the plugins. Those are the ones that I pay attention to closely. Yeah, they're all great companies, aren't they? You know, we we um, like yourself. We looked at um, um, we've looked at different areas. Like um, if you wanted you know, membership plugins, there there's so many quality membership mm-hmm. plugins, aren't there, Malcolm? It's just amazing the quality, isn't it? It's so unique, and then you get into other things like. Um, how how do you tie in your membership site to other services and other external things? And how does it tie into MailChimp all the way to how does it tie into Infusionsoft? And how does it tie into webinars? And um, there's even, like, I'll give you an example. A couple days ago, I looked at this plugin that tied into webinars that actually worked also with Infusionsoft. So the it would create a landing page and pe- people would watch the webinar and it would have the Infusionsoft token in. And it could actually tell how long somebody stuck around on that webinar page. Like I could tell you if it was a 20-minute video, if you stuck around only two minutes and left, uh, I could send you a completely different email cycle based upon that. If you went through the whole halfway through it and had to leave, 
I can send you an email that says, hey, I'm sorry you had to go. Here's what you missed. Is it using um, Google Plus by any it? chance? It is not. Okay. Um, and then the next thing is uh, it can tell if you went the whole way and give you a special bonus or you know something for loyalty for sticking around. And so that's the evolution as to, as marketers, what the, the interface of WordPress is going to be. It's going to be tying into a lot of other different services. It'll be tying into um, multi-bridges, things like Zapier that are out there that, that will yeah. let you know five different places as far as activity that's happening. So there's a lot going on. So, so Marcus, you got to tell us what was the plug-in and what's the streaming source for the Whistler. Webinar. I would imagine it's Wish. <laughs> uh, I'm still evaluating it. So okay. We'll have to listen once, to podcasts. make that determination. Yeah, I'll let I'll let it out. I mean, there's no that's I make why no good secret sales. about the plug-in reviews. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But yeah, I'm still evaluating it, so I don't really want to get get too crazy into it. Um, one, um, I will say one memberships plugin that works very well uh, with uh, webinars and and Infusionsoft together is called Memberium. And that's what oh. some of the bigger kind of digital marketing sites out there use is Memberium to handle their their content Memberium. in relation to Infusionsoft. Well, I'm, I'm going tomorrow to uh, Santa Clara to a two-day conference on Infusionsoft. So, Yeah, it's becoming – it's, it's, for me, I was a big Salesforce guy when I was working in the corporate environment. Mm-hmm. They're, was, they're in our town today, Salesforce. Yeah, I was I was the man as far as integrating uh, and, and administering Salesforce tricks, even to building out major call centers and rooms and um, propagating reports for things like that and automated voicemails and all kinds of stuff. So Infusionsoft to me is sort of a graphical representation of that. And it has really allowed me to kind of spread my wings as far as what I can do. And I'm right now doing a lot of stuff for clients right now. And I haven't really had a, a good chance to do that for my own brand, but yeah. that's going to be coming in the next few weeks. Um, in Infusionsoft, um, I'm a little, uh, I say to people, you know, people say I'm anti it, but it's just, I'm not really, but I've seen, I've been, inv- I've been sat in, I was doing a lot of um, subcontracting work for an agency in Chicago digitally uh, about a year ago, and I was working for them Mm -hmm. for about 18 months until they changed their art director, um, and then I was cut out. But they they were using it themselves, and they had no idea how to use it. And then I got lumbered with it, and I hadn't touched it for over a year, and I got sucked into it. And... I think it's the right to at a certain stage, but I kind of reckon, I think you've got to be at a certain level before you're going to get um, a payback by the amount of um, time you're going to have to. Am I, am I just rambling or do you think there's a, you know. That's, a good, that's actually a good no, question, you're, John. You're accurate. You know, what, you're accurate. In Infusionsoft, you have to have a strong oh. understanding of the process and how it works. John Lee Dumas, you know, John Lee Dumas down in San Diego. He even said he jumped into Infusionsoft too soon. He said there's other products that he could have, it aren't expensive Fusionsoft between two and almost $300 a month just to maintain plus an upfront cost. But there's other products, Aweber. Yeah, the, the only reason that I use it is because I know it so well. Yeah, yeah well, it's a good product. I, I don't a have product. a learning curve to know it. It's I, good- I've learned it through client means, and that's a lot of times the best way to learn things is when the client's paying you to learn them. 
And uh, so I was fortunate enough to do that, and I'm uh, blessed enough to have my own account for it. And that's, yeah. you know, it's what, really nice what, to be able to to do those kinds of different cycles and set things up. But I'm, I'm right now still in experimentation mode, even for my own things. You mentioned MailChimp and some other platforms. And for like a nonprofit, which mm-hmm. I just came back from working on, I do a nonprofit, we do some live streaming. And all they need is mm-hmm. MailChimp right now. It works fine. And the price is right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I use it too. Yeah. 600 so clients, 600 members in the, in the group. Oh, sorry, Jonathan, drive yeah. on. <laughs> hey, yeah, by, sure, by the way, I'd like to split the show into two. Um, we've been going yeah. for uh, 43 minutes, so like another 10 minutes, and we'll, we'll make an A yeah, and B sure. part. Yeah, yeah sure. Because um, we, we, um, we have been darting from one thing, but like I say, because there's so much to talk about, isn't it? Um, that's, one of the, that's one of the curses and also one of the blessings of being involved in this area, isn't it, Mal? Because there is so much... There's so much to talk about and so much to know, but also that could be a curse, can't it? It's very much a curse sometimes because it follows us around everywhere we go, even in our pockets, right? Uh, My stepson has a couple of restaurants here in Orange County. And, you know, I often explain to him, I've had a 10-hour day today. And and he says, yeah, so have I. (laughs) Are you free? We're still good. He's looking to beat where I was. Marcus is back. And we have about 10 <laughs> minutes about left, that. but I've got, before we go on at the end, I want to ask you a couple of questions at the end. Jonathan, you can go on early about yes, podcasting about, and, you, and go back to your time management concepts. And finally, I do want to know what do you think are the really the most important plugins out there? So those three things, early podcasting. Oh, okay. And I know, you know, Dave Jackson, right? From, yeah, for sure. Very well. So um, we were discussing in, in Fusion soft and it was a complicated, but you know it very well mm-hmm. now um but yes. i think would you would you agree with me there's a time and place for it yes you have to be already established or at least really know it very very well to do it um you, just because you can drive your car on the highway doesn't mean you're a race car driver so yeah you know <laughs> you could do it i'm sure you could do it if you had to but it's yeah. probably a big learning curve to get there um it's, so I would, say, perfect, I would it, say that there's there's definitely more appropriate routes to take than just going for what all the big guys use, definitely. Yeah, exactly. It, it's a kind of professional level tool, and at, at the right moment, in the right hands, you get value from it. But it's not like, yes. I think what we discussed earlier, it's not some magic bullet, is it? No, because you still have to know not only uh, how it works, but why it works. Yes. Yeah. That's the biggest takeaway, I guess. Don't just think, don't just go, what's the blueprint? Let me do that. Well, why does this blueprint work like this? What are the emotional trigger points that happen along the way? What are the different follow-up opportunities that I have? How do I note and dictate and document what my standard operating procedures of, of, of this marketing task are every single time? How do I make that more efficient the next time? Those are the things that you have to learn first. So as long as we're on Infusionsoft, do you tie it into uh, lead pages or anything of that nature or use their products there? Uh, Sometimes it's a mix. It depends on the client. So if it's somebody that's an e-commerce and they have their own direct store where somebody can purchase directly, then we just go that way. 
Um, if it's um, if it needs a little bit more nurturing and it's more of a mailing list type of a, a call to action, then yeah, we'll we'll throw maybe lead pages into it or or, or something like that. Um, there are many nice landing page platforms that you can use right in WordPress that work very very nicely. Okay, uh, I, uh, I just want to that stuff. I just want to ask one last question and then um, Bill can mm-hmm. ask a couple of questions and you've been very gracious with your time Matt, and we do appreciate Certainly. it. Um, over the weekend, I was looking to buy a couple North Face kind of um, jacket pins mm-hmm. and uh, yeah. did, my normal, did my normal Google search and mm-hmm. got the normal um, people that supply it through e-commerce and these are very large com- email companies um, e-commerce companies in the outdoor and um i don't do a lot of online shopping i just don't do a lot of shopping in general um mm-hmm. and i i tried to utilize their e-commerce platforms you know to search you know see what they had to, to offer and i was amazed how unappealing and how clunky um and how they had they had gone for the shiny ball syndrome a load of javascript and that but the actual right. core shopping experience was not pleasant um is that would you still think that's the general experience the these weren't small companies do you think i was being sure. critical or no and the way to do it is to do it by flashcards. just come up with 10 different products that are in your in your site if you have maybe a hundred and write down on a piece of paper maybe some of the keywords and some of the things and some of the colors and then go through and go on your website and grab the flashcard and and search for it really quick and see how fast it is that you get to that item that's in your hand if it's more than two seconds you're toast right and half the time it takes three or four different clicks and searches and filters and things like that just to narrow down to what they think it, that it is that they want, let alone all the other specials and uh, featured items and things like that. They get shoved to the top of that when it's just clutter, really. It's frivolous. I mean, it's just too much. It's very, really too much. And so that's the thing. That's why people get so frustrated and that e-commerce would do such a service to itself if it could kind of clean itself up between that search and the checkout. If you get everything right between find, giving them a product that's easy to find and easy to navigate and easy to put in the cart and then a cart process that's easy to get through that doesn't require blood types and all of these other things to, to be submitted and, you know, just name, credit card, address, that kind of thing. Can I save my account for the next time? Can I auto ship it? Can I auto subscribe to it? Do I get any bonuses? Here's my email. Here's all my stuff. Go. And then it should have a clear cycle of communication after the purchase from the time that we've received your order to the time that your order's already shipped out to the time that we know that you've received your order based on an API through either U- U.S. Postal Service or UPS or one of those. Mimic Amazon as far as some of those yep. capabilities. Even if you don't have those things on an automated basis and you're running your own store out of your house and you ship something, email them and say, I just shipped it. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. Go that on, Bill. Uh, no, that, that was good. I, you know, I, I, all I could think of was just look at Amazon and try to do as well as you can do to compare what Amazon does. In fact, someone told me they. If it's, 
If it's out of your house, it's out of your house, right? One time uh, when I was a teenager, I worked at this printing place and uh, there was a customer that came through the door that said, can I have, do you have this paper stock in a blue? And the guy walked into a closet, a closet and grabbed a blue piece of paper and, and opened up the closet door and came back out and said, I just went in the warehouse and I found this one. What do you think about this? And the guy's like, that's perfect. Yeah. So that's all you have to hey, do. Three things as we finish up, if you don't mind here. I'd like mm-hmm. to go back and touch on a couple of things. You talked about time management. You talked about mm-hmm. your early days that you know folks, the early days in uh, podcasting, which I know uh, Rob Walsh and Dave Jackson. So those are mm-hmm. possibly a couple that's- of the guys you're talking about. I'm not sure. But who was it you're talking about the, those early days that you knew? I follow the exact same days as those guys. So, okay. in fact, I was maybe a little bit earlier than them by like a month or two. But what you know, what's a month or two now? To us, that was everything. Like I started in July, and you guys didn't start till de- December. So you, you know, know I mean, they've been around forever. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, both yeah. Uh, Rob, I've had on the show. I one of my gigs is politicians and helping people get elected to office, trying to get them teaching. Oh, really. Them. We're looking more and more like Rob was doing in 2004 and five is uh, podcasting. Uh, mm, that's one of the things to do. And we do a show at Politics of Success also. We only do it once a month. So they can go back and listen to like mail and different elements and try to get the IT guys on. That's, a very, that's actually a very good industry to get into for WordPress designers as well, mm-hmm. for political candidates. Absolutely. There's a lot to it. It's going to constantly evolve. Every two years, there's a cycle. We're going in a cycle right now. Jonathan is right. always and- yelling at me. That's one of my two. And the other thing, too, when you were talking about the early days, so, yeah, you were right there. What, uh, what? you still do podcasts. I just, I, I, just, I just tell you to focus, Bill, because um, I don't want you to do what I did. It, it's really, really easy. There's so much to learn, so right. much. You, you can go a thousand different directions. I, I, I'm a Genesis and, guy. That's all I do. I just focus on Genesis. <laughs> I mean, you may may not like whatever it. works for you. I, I it doesn't have to be a Genesis. crutch. It's all a tool, right? Right. So, any, with Genesis and the basics, and uh, I definitely jumped into Infusionsoft too soon. Time management. What's your advice on time management? To let's say the if this person has been in you know, WordPress for a couple of years, you know, yeah. uh, it's a side hustle, and they're just trying to move out of that side hustle into full time. Make yourself the client. And make others around you the client. If you use if you use things like I use this thing called Teamwork.com, and I use the app as well. And in fact, um, I can even probably show you on the screen here if I can pull it up. Um, even my time spent with you guys here is a task that is right now being timed, so that I know well, exactly how it, much uh, time that I spent. Has it been, so has it been a task? <laughs> <laughs> has it been a task? <laughs> Yeah, um, it is a task. I forgot. I've got a so, couple time. I've got a time management installed. A couple of my PCs, but I don't like yeah. it because it doesn't. So integrate. here's what you do: is is I I put everything that I've got to do in this in this time management system in this project management system called Teamwork, and it's very easy because you can templatize things. You can make common recurring things, uh, just as simple as something like making a blog post um, can can really be a ten step process as far as make a new blog post, make the title be this, change the slug to something like this, make sure that the categories are right, make sure that the content is written correctly and you've got this amount of thing, put your featured image in. Those are all little tick boxes. Okay? So you and do while that. I'm you doing actually each do that. One still. of those tasks? Absolutely wow. because good. I, only I have miss to templatize it. Well, see, you That's only good. have to templatize it one time. Right. It's just like a cook creating a recipe 
right? It's not just the things, but it's the order that you've got to do it in. Okay, it's not just baking a cake. You've got to crack the eggs first and then add the flour and then add the water and then, add the, you know, you have to do it all in order. Mm-hmm. And if you get that st- standard operating procedure down and you templatize it and you can assign a time to each one of those, even if it's just one minute, then I know making a blog post for me takes 21 minutes. I know that. Right. And therefore, you it, it's like a lot of people go, if I get time, I can do it. Well, there's no time man coming to your door and go, here you go. Here's your time that you were looking for. <laughs> yep. You got to make time. Hey, you got to make the yeah. time. So what's the name of that tool? I was thinking of rescue time. I do have rescue time, but it's uh, not. It's, it's teamwork.com. There's okay. a free version where you can just get a couple of different, uh, a, a, a couple of different projects. I, I keep my outsource people in it. I only have a few and they only do simple things for me like graphics and, and transcription right. and stuff. But, um, and then I put my clients in that too. And so they know down to the minute exactly how much I work for them. Now, when people say, Oh, I go to work eight hours a day. Do you really think you work eight hours a day? No, no, if no you one work three hours a day of work time in an eight hour day. I'd be shocked. Anybody out there. When you can actually get it to where, uh, to, to me, I look at it like this, both things in my own life and things in client life, I look at it as just kind of support tickets, right? It's none of it's that hard. It's just, okay, I got to put this in WordPress. I got to do this. It's not like shoveling gravel outside. It's not real work. It's, it's deep. It takes thought. It takes concentration, and, but it's not tough. It's mostly steps. So if you do something and you do it more than once or you do it and you think you make want to make a business out of it, document every single step that it takes to get that done. Even if that means uh, video casting yourself doing something right. and then getting with a notepad later and writing it down. The nice thing is, is if you assign a time to everything as far as how long you think it'll take and then you're kind of racing against yourself, your game of, you know, you're, you're making a game out think, of your day. Things done faster, yeah. And, and I know that if I get it done the next time and it says seven minutes and I got five minutes and I did it in five minutes, then I got two minutes to go yeah. go yeah. watch a YouTube video or goof off or something like that if I want to. But also I register those moments too. Even yep. down to my email, I time myself as far as how long I'm spending every day. And, as, and when you look and you go, yeah. oh, wow, yeah. I was spending an hour and a half on email. And then you go, what, what, what money did I make off of spending in Gmail today? None. So let's cut back on the Gmail and start to stick with the stuff that works. Great advice. Great advice. And we do use ScreenFlow to check things. That's how Jonathan and I have uh, yeah. done that a few times to try to verify processes. But it's a great idea. No, it's great, it's great mm-hmm. advice. And great I actually advice. use Teamwork myself. And I actually, um, it took a little bit of getting used to, but now it, um, it's, a, it's a great program. You know, funny, Jonathan, I've yeah, done a few I, things today. <laughs> teamwork. I know you've never told me about Teamwork. I can't tell you everything, Bill. I've given you, I've given you so much free advice that's taken me years to freaking learn the hard way. <laughs> I, helped, I taught you had like a podcast. It took me forever to podcast. You finally got a, a dynamic mic. It's not a, a, not an ATR, but it's the same thing. He's got it down. It's, it's pretty good podcasting. Your, your, your color's a little off today. You look a little English. Oh, I am. That's my main thing. The Americans do puzzle about me, Malcolm. You know, they think, what's this? It's just cultural. I am very, very English. <laughs> yeah. I always say drive on, it drives them nuts. Hey, one yeah. last question, Marcus, and this is for me, and I'll let Jonathan yes. finish it up. 
what are the like three or four or five must plugins must have? Every every site must have. Oh boy, I don't know about every site. SEO every by one of my sites, maybe. Um, okay, actually, uh, SEO wise, it could go either way. I like Yoast a little bit better than I like uh, All in One. I used to be an All in One fan for a long time. I like Yoast's WordPress SEO because it allows us to do what we were talking about before, which is the Twitter cards and the Facebook cards and the graphics that, that go along with it when people share it. And I like having that element of control rather than let those other services pick which thumbnail on the page is going to be used in the share. So I like those. Um, one that I always have on every single site is a, there's a free version of it. It's called My Short Codes. Uh, it's it's done by this guy named uh, David Kramer from South Africa. Uh, his thing is called the Caldera Shortcode Engine. And this is nice because you can actually use shortcodes within this shortcode. If you wanted to insert short, a shortcode and just have it spit out something on your site repetitively or whatever, uh, this allows you to do it. And it pre-renders. So you can do multiple shortcodes that output one little shortcode at the end. And sometimes you would be surprised as to how much you can get done on the sidebar with just one short code. Um, other than that, uh, form wise really depends. Some people like gravity forms. That's usually my go-to yeah. contact form seven works just as well. And in a lot of other, you know, circumstances, uh, ninja forms also one of those out there. That's pretty cool. Um, I would say one thing, if you really want to get into, um, taking WordPress outside the box, a fun uh, plugin to play with is the Zapier plugin, Z-A-P-I-E-R.com. Uh, I interviewed uh, Wade Porter, the, the founder and CEO of that company, a couple months back. It's a service that allows you to bridge between anything. So we're talking like WooCommerce to Salesforce, WooCommerce to tweet you on the phone or, you know, to, to t- text you when you get an order. Um, you know, WooCommerce to make a Google spreadsheet on the back end so that you can have your client look there for their orders instead of logging into WordPress. Uh, really powerful stuff, and it's free to try it. So that's definitely a pretty cool service to hook into WordPress that I'd, I'd, I'd really recommend checking out. Yeah, great stuff. The only thing I would add is I, I think you've got to have some form of backup. I was going to, you know what, while we were talking, I was going to ask you what do you use mm-hmm. for backup. I just was thinking about what you said. Okay, I use a thing called CMS Commander, and it's, it's kind of a multi-management tool. And I think for $45, I get 100 domains worth or 100 sites worth. And I use that, and it backs up daily straight to my Dropbox, mm-hmm. as well as an external FTP, which the external FTP is uh, it's basically just FTPs it to my private server here at my house. So it gives me a, a, a backup there as well as Dropbox. So that's 100 sites that get backed up uh, all the time. It's easy for migration, too. I can have an existing, migra- existing site and then go on a stage site somewhere, install a blank WordPress installation, and just fire up the plugin, and then go into my management console and say, just copy site A over to the blank site B over there. And I want to make a, a backup of it or a stage or something like that that I can experiment and maybe run a new theme or a plug-in or something like that. It does it in just a couple clicks. So, and Jonathan, we're just, we're just talking about that process, FTP, the backup. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's exactly. And it's, not, it's nice because you can also manage 100 sites all at once and then <laughs> update Full everything site. with one click instead of having to go through every single one. Uh, it's 45 bucks. And the night. 
It's CMS Commander. All right, it's not one, are you? All right. But back up, yeah, back up. You know, you don't appreciate it until things go wrong. <laughs> well, that that <laughs> is really, I appreciate it, Marcus. And uh, it's really been enjoyable listening to both you and Jonathan. And I think we've got a lot of good information. This will be up this yeah. Sunday, whatever Sunday is. What yeah. Sunday? Today's the 19th. So what's Sunday? Sunday night late. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, thank you so much, Mark. Because I know we've covered a lot of ground. We covered a lot of ground, but I think we've provided some value to our listeners, and you've been extremely so. gracious yep. and informative as normal. And we appreciate you coming on the show. You've got to go on WP Tonic Live one of these days. We do a Google Hangout once well, a month. You're a little bit busy on the 28th. Dude, well, if you're yeah. a little bit late, just try and come on, Malchus, because um, it's going to be a good discussion. We, we, have, we have a good crowd on our live show. Yeah? It's a Google Hangout? Yeah, we have some. They're, they're podcast organizers yeah. across the country. And Interesting. Yeah, I invited, but you're working, you're working a bit late that day, but um, I'll send you the invite, can, and can, if you can come on. Come on, Malchus. Catch us, if you don't catch us this month, catch us next month. Brian was on last month from uh, Rainmaker. Um, yeah. Okay. So he, we, he's we, a very, he's a very, he was very gracious, actually. Um, he's, you know, you know, when you interview some people, sometimes they can be a little bit disappointing. He wasn't, actually. Um, he's been very successful. Like he said, so, <laughs> yeah, no, you, you, you've been very, uh, I've thrown a lot of different. I've, I've thrown a lot of different questions at yeah. you. We we yeah. we have covered. We have covered a broad spectrum. Have we well, not? That's what I do. You, that's why I do. Um, what I do because that's yeah. it's you, what I know. You um, might know Adam Silver. He's on it regularly. He's at Santa Monica. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but um, Brian, um, Brian said, you know, he was quite. I, I asked him some cut tough questions, and he took it well, and he answered them directly. So, um, and it was a good discussion. I feel, um, you know, he is an interesting individual. That's one of the nice things about WordPress. There's some really very interesting people in WordPress, yeah. isn't it? Um, yeah, and, there's only one person yeah. I can't stand, and he's not even in this community anymore. So, good riddance. Oh, what? <laughs> You'll never know. You'll never know. No. Well, well no, we thank you. To, it, no, it's best to keep it to yourself, isn't it? Um, yeah. Yeah, I've learned that the and, hard and, way. And CSM you know, Commander, but yeah, go ahead. CSM that's, Commander that's is five, five, eight dollars for five sites. So, if you're testing it, yeah. 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 Oops, who was that? <laughs> Is that you, Bill? Is that you? Can you hear my phone buzzing? Yeah, we can, Bill. That was great. Thanks, thanks, I appreciate it. All right. Take care. Bye. Minutes right now. Let me try to get him back on and you back on. Yeah, sure, Bill. So I'm going to cut this. I'm going to hang up on you.